Hi everyone, welcome to The Lab Report, a podcast that will show you the inner workings of the clinical lab through discussions, interviews, and stories. Most importantly, you will see what goes on behind the scenes in the clinical lab and how it can impact you. I am your host today, Josh Raisman. I'm a clinical biochemist with Alberta Public Laboratories in Edmonton, Alberta. Today, I'll, I will be talking to Dr. Cheryl Tomalty. Cheryl is a clinical biochemist at Life Labs in Burnaby, British Columbia. She obtained her PhD in biochemistry at the University of Ottawa and completed a two-year training program in clinical biochemistry at the University of Toronto and is a fellow of the Canadian Academy of Clinical Biochemistry. Since 2012, Cheryl has been involved with the implementation and oversight of laboratory testing, which is done in collaboration with the Provincial Colon Cancer Screening Program and is sponsored by BC Cancer. We are happy to have her with us today to talk about colon cancer screening. Thank you for joining us, Cheryl. Thank you, Josh, for inviting me. I first want to start off talking a little bit about colon cancer. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what is colon cancer, who it affects, and what the risks are? Yes, colon cancer is actually uh, of the large intestine. We call it colon cancer. But what it is is cells, normal cells, uh, healthy cells in the colon, um, their DNA gets altered. We do not know the actual cause of colon cancer, and there is a lot of research going on to this, but it is a problem with their DNA. Those who are at risk, anybody can be at risk, but those um, who are age 50, and over have more potential to to develop colon cancer. How common is it in the general Canadian population? Well, according to the 2017 statistics from the Canadian Cancer Society, one in 13 Canadian males will develop colon cancer during his lifetime, and one out of 29 will die of this disease. Uh, For women, it is a little bit less. So one in 16 uh, females develop colon cancer during her lifetime, and one out of 34 will die. So it's slightly more prevalent in the male population. And just to put this in into context for our for our uh, listeners, what are the rates of say lung cancer or more common cancers, and how does that compare to colon cancer? Yeah, colon cancer is 13 percent of all cancers that are discovered in, in Canadian uh, in the Canadian population. But uh, just to put it in perspective, there were 26,800 Canadians diagnosed with cancer each year. It is the uh, second leading cause of death in men, and the third leading cause of cancer in women. Okay, so it does seem to be relatively common within the Canadian population. So that brings us to the purpose of of screening and just wondering why we we would want to screen uh, everyone for colon cancer rather than those that just have uh, symptoms. Because colon cancer can be asymptomatic. There are also some symptoms that people have, but they are non-specific symptoms like change in bowel habits, persistent constipation or diarrhea greater than three weeks, etc. But this doesn't appear in everyone, and the some of the signs and symptoms uh, are very general, and you can't you can't pin it down. Okay, so when we, we talk about different screening tests, what exactly are they, what, what are we picking up in the test? What, what exactly is the test measuring? Yes, we have, and their screening test right now, uh, we're picking up, there's two tests um, that actually 
detect blood in the stool. So what we're looking for is any bleeding from the cancer cells in the colon. And we have two tests, a very a much older test called the Guiac test, or some people know it's the card test. They do three cards for each day. Uh, we have the FIT test, which is a newer test, fecal immunochemical test, uh, which is becoming more prevalent in, in the colon screening programs. And the, the difference between the two is the uh, older card test picks up hemoglobin or heme actually it is and uses guiac uh, which is a, a uh, substance from a tree actually compared to the fit there is more interferences with diet medication vitamin c for instance and it is not specific for human hemoglobin like fit is uh, so any uh, meats people eat beef pork chicken there could be an interference with the heme that's in that test whereas a fit uses immunochemical means using antibodies to detect human hemoglobin. There is another task called flex sigmoidoscopy, and it is actually a more invasive test which has been used. It uses a thin flexible tube with a camera on the end, and it looks at the only at the left side of the colon. So it's, it's a partial exam, and it is true that most of the cancers are in the left-hand side of the colon, but there are some uh, that they would miss if they're on the right-hand side. And the difference is, the, of course, the sigmoidoscopy is more invasive, whereas the other two tests are done with a just a very, very small amount of stool. Okay, so these stool tests, um, and they're, they're picking up microscopic amounts of blood, is that correct? That can't be um, seen by the naked eye, is that correct? That is correct. So it, how does that actually work in the, in, in the intestine? When the stool is passing through the intestine, is there a lot of bleeding happening uh, in, in someone with early stages of cancer? Not, uh, you don't have to have like uh, a lot of bleeding. In fact, you may not even detect it. So the amount of, of the hemoglobin that it, you can detect in the stool, it does not correlate with the severity of the disease. We use cut points that have been, you know, been scientifically determined to be more than normal. There is a very small amount of hemoglobin that you would detect in the stool, um, but we have cut points for positive, negative that we use. Okay. I mean, certainly the, the Canadian Cancer Society is uh, it's a well-known society within Canada, and I'm wondering if they have come out with any kind of screening recommendations for colorectal cancer. They recommend anyone between the ages of 50 to 74 be screened, and every two years. If you are negative, you should be screened every two years. Okay, so just maybe outline for our listeners exactly how this works. So a patient who uh, potentially falls within the risk factors would go see their family physician and pick up a kit that they would take home, perform the test, and then send it back. Is that how how it works? Yes. Okay. Could you tell us a little bit about uh, the advantages and disadvantages of each of those methods? Why would would one be more popular or, or more recommended than the other? Yes, as um, they say, the the difference between um, the card test and the fit test is in the sensitivity. So most colon screening programs now in Canada and around the world are going to the fecal immunochemical test, the fit test, because it's sensitivity and the fact that you only have to do one sample, possibly two, depending on the program. So it is easier to do. 
in the fit test, the containers use a nice wand uh, with some grooves in, in the end of the wand and you, the preparation, you just stick the wand in and we only need 10 milligrams actually of stool in there. So it goes around in a wand with the grooves and we put it into a container with a buffer and it is self-contained and there is no smell and it is easy to bring back to the lab as a sample. We have found that the patients much prefer this type of testing than the GWIAC test, which is a little more difficult to right, use. Uh, but bo- both tests would be probably inconvenient for the patient and unpleasant, I would say, either ways. But the FIT test is a little bit more pleasant than the, the card-based test, right? That is true. Right. Okay, and in your work in BC, could you uh, g- give us a little bit of um, information on, on how you came up with uh, designing the program for colorectal cancer screening in your province? Yes, well in 2012, BC Cancer decided to implement a colon screening program and so it would be province-wide. So I was involved in the the plan, the the requirements that BC Cancer for reporting, in choosing the methodology, choosing the analyzer it's going to be done, uh, designing the screening pathway as to how the patients were going to obtain the kits uh, coming back, uh, monitoring the the test performance for the hemoglobin for the fit, we discuss with PC Cancer what's the optimal cutoffs for positive and negative, and quality control that we use, uh, like oversight the testing, making sure that is accurate and understandable to both the physician who's going to read the test and the patient. Uh, in the province that I work in, in Alberta, we have uh, implemented the, the FIT test, and there is a provincial screening program now. Um, and I'm wondering if you could, if you know a little bit about uh, the, the situation in other, other parts of the province, like in the eastern parts. Well, in the eastern, um, that's a good question. And most of the provinces in Canada are have or are in the beginning of colon screening testing. Uh, For instance, in Ontario, um, they have had a colon screening program since uh, 2006. They uh, started off with the GUIAC testing and the CARD test, and they have been running since then. This year, uh, in fact, in uh, June, I think it's June 24th, they are actually going to use the FIT test. So they're changing their methodology to the FIT test. Okay, and so hopefully there'll be better uptake with patients actually carrying out their testing as well. And there's a program in Saskatchewan, and there's also one in Atlantic provinces that are... um that is based in Halifax. Okay. I think a lot of people don't really um, appreciate the role that the laboratory plays in designing these pathways through uh, the, the, the screening pathways. So uh, what role did you have specifically with um, implementing the, the screening program in BC? We sat down with BC Cancer and we wanted that what is their the requirements for their program, what what they plan to do, and how we could, as a laboratory, make it happen from the requisition from the physician or from the COVID screening program to picking up the kit at our laboratory, bringing it back to our patient care centers in BC. Because of of Life Labs, we have 131 collection centers around the province, north and north. So we cover the whole province, including Vancouver Island. So we were in a unique situation to be able to provide the kits, bring the the kits back to the laboratory to be tested, and then give the results to the physician and to BC Cancer. 
Okay. Well, that really speaks to the importance of the laboratory in, in this entire process within the healthcare system. That's all the questions that I have for you today. Thank you very much, Cheryl, for joining us. I hope you'll join us uh, again at our next podcast. Thank you. So thank you all for listening to this episode of The Lab Report. So please let us know what you think by leaving us a review on iTunes. And you can email us any questions you have at epoc or epocc at cscc.ca. See you in the next episode.